Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Adam Gold checks in with former Carolina Hurricane Shane Willis. Shane Willis, Bally Sports, former Carolina Hurricane star, 20-goal scorer. Um, I, pre- I appreciate your time, sir. Jordan Stahl said today he wants to be a hurricane for life. He wants to finish his career here. Is anybody happier than Rod Brindamore? Uh, no, I don't think so. I mean, and every fan that's here for for Jordan Stahl to say that, I think everyone in this organization respects everything he does on a daily basis, not only as a player, but as a person. I think that's the one thing Rod has talked about for years um, about the culture inside this locker room, and Jordan Stahl is such a big part of it. He's the leader because that is the type of person that the head coach wants in his locker room to compete with each and every night. So to hear Jordan say that um, doesn't surprise me, one, because of how much he loves this area and this organization and this fan base. So exciting to hear those type of things when you have exit interviews, which is, you know, arguably the worst day um, for all the players because they're not talking about a Stanley Cup. They're talking about next year. Yeah. Um, but to hear Jordan Stahl say that is obviously exciting news for everybody. But no, there's no no question about that. You know, he had a very good year as well. I think maybe in the minds of fans and maybe even some of us in uh, in you know who follow the Hurricanes like me, who cover the Hurricanes extensively, who talk about it incessantly. Uh, maybe we I've we've sort of looked for a diminishing role, but their line, his line with Martinook and Faust all year long was so good. I mean, you can't have a diminishing role when they're playing that effectively. No, there's no question of how effective they were and how key they were to some of the victories um, for the Canes in the regular season. You look at what he did, 17 goals, uh, 17 assists for 34 points, and that's that's what you want from Jordan Stahl on a nightly basis. Then you add in everything else he does, winning face-offs, dominating on a penalty kill um, that was best in the league throughout. Um, you can't ever lose great players like that. You cannot lose leadership like that. And even in Jordan Stahl's situation, everyone's going to look at, oh, he's getting older. You have to look at those numbers as you just mentioned. Was it a diminishing role? No, it definitely wasn't. No. I think the big question moving forward, obviously now for the organization, is when you look at term, because father time is always a factor. (laughs) When does that happen to a player? So um, that's what the organization will look at. But I think even Jordan Stahl, when, you know, it's never if that's going to happen, it's when, and when that does, he's still such an effective player in the center ice position in a checking role and a penalty killing role, and then contributing with his size offensively. Um, I think we're still a few ways, few years away from seeing that in Jordan Stall. Yeah. I mean, my guess is that Shane Willis is joining us. We're probably looking at a two year contract. I mean, I'm not going to get into the money involved, but I don't think it's going to be a very long contract. And I wouldn't be surprised if at some point, it simply becomes a year-to-year deal. You know, what didn't J- Jason Spezza basically do that in Toronto at the end of his career? Just we'll just we'll just address it each year as we go along. 
Yeah, I think there's a lot of guys around the league doing that right now. You look at a guy like Pat Maroon, you know, Joe Pavelski signing for a one-year extension to continue to play and show how, how effective these guys are. And I think players get to a situation when they can do that is when they are in a place that they love, like Jordan Stahl is. So that's always going to be the conversation and the questions moving forward um, and what works best not only for Jordan Stahl as a person and his family, but for the organization as well. Shane Willis is with us here on the Adam Gold Show. I don't want to. I don't want to put you in a position of spending Tom Dundon's money here. But based on everything we saw during the season and everything we saw during the postseason, is Jesper Faust a must sign for you? Boy, that is. <laughs> we were talking about that as soon as the game ended there night about yes, what Jesper Faust did for this team in the playoffs the huge goal he scored, and the value he's had for this team. Now, where the situation comes in again and the situation that agents and ownership will look at is the role that Jesper Fox fits into. So when you look at it and the line he's on and the minutes he played, you have to find an equivalent value for Jesper Fox. Now, with what he did, the pushback is going to be the level of pay of what he wants. And obviously a player only gets to free agency. We talk about this all the time, and I never hold this against players because you don't get a shot at free agency very often. Right. Jesper Foss is going to have that opportunity. Again, he gets voted the favorite player inside the locker room and hard worker for a reason each and every year because right. he's a great person once again. But Jesper Foss has to look at the situation he's in with his family, um, what fits best, and if he wants to test the market and see really what someone's going to do because if I put my players hat back on, there is always going to be at least one team sure. that accidentally throws, you know, a ton of money. <laughs> and everyone always gets mad and says, why would that guy do that? If someone was going to throw a lot of money at you, would you not take it? So I, I would. I think, <laughs> I think when you look at the market, there's going to be at least one team, if not two or more, that saw what he did in the playoffs and say, we'll go way over what maybe right. the market could be. Thank you for listening to the Best of the Drive podcast. I'm Tim Donnelly here with Coach Pete Deruda, America's wealth coach and best-selling author. Coach, one of the big questions I always hear is, do I have enough money to retire? Well, maybe, maybe not. The most important thing is you have lifetime income you can never outlive. We'll design that plan for the next 10 people to call. No cost or obligation. Put yourself in control of retirement. Call 800-691-3215. You can also text Tim to 600-700. That's T-I-M to 600-700. You'll hear from Coach Pete and the Capital Financial advisory group so that's the canes cup check in that's shane willis with adam gold if you missed any of that conversation check it on the best of the adam gold show podcast but that's our cup check in adam talked with canes players past and present bringing you the latest insight and analysis on the chase for lord stanley's cup the cup check in on 99.9 the fan built by ready roofing we're ready are you visit them today at readyroofing.com again if you miss any of those conversations that we had the canes cup check in Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast. Talk to guys like Eric Cole, Shane Willis, uh, a multitude of players. Jeff O'Neill was also players that he has spoken to as well. So definitely worth going back and checking out some of those conversations. Great, great point by Shane there. Yeah. You know, as much as, as these guys say, hey, I want to come back to Carolina, and as much as the Hurricanes say, hey, we want these guys back, all it takes is one. All it takes is one team to, to, to double your salary or to yeah. say, hey, you're the missing piece. We're going five years for you. Um, and, yeah. and all of a sudden Carolina's, you know, being, trying to be responsible with the salary cap, responsible with their roster construction says, yeah, we just can't match it. Yep. And so 
you know, as much as these guys, and, and I think most of them do want to come back, uh, you know, it just takes one team out there to say, we're going to give you the bag. We're going to give it, we're going to give you the big deal. And, uh, and you can't turn it down. That's the Canes cup check-in brought to you built by ready roofing. All right. Before we get to Aaron fit D one baseball.com here coming up in about seven minutes or so, let's go ahead and hit it and quit it. Let's go to the NBA. Celtics got a big win last night, 100, 110 to 97 yesterday. Let's be honest. They blew out. They blew out the heat yesterday. That 13 points is a little deceiving. Really wasn't that close. But Heat are looking pretty vulnerable right now. They're up 3-0 in that series, and all of a sudden they're like, uh, wait a second. What happened? Yeah, I, I mentioned this yesterday that, that the Celtics may be in the best position ever of any team in the NBA down 3-0 to, yeah. to make this comeback. In part because I just think they're a lot better than the Miami Heat. Second, the Miami Heat are battling injuries left and yeah, right at the moment. That they are. And second of all, and, and, and maybe lastly, the Heat shot an unsustainable percentage from three-point range in the first three games of the series, really, throughout the playoffs. And, and they've sort of come back to earth on that. Mm-hmm. I think Boston's found something defensively to, to limit Jimmy Butler. They've found some stuff offensively. Uh, I, I think game six is a must win if you're the Heat. Yeah, it's because it's at home. Back in Miami. It, you want to... You want to try and secure that thing at home because you don't want to have a game seven on the road because a game anything can happen in a game seven. The game sevens are coin flips, but you don't want to be playing that on the road. And also going in with the mentality of, wait, this is now must win. weren't we up, weren't we just up three nothing? Why were we three three now? Like didn't that just happen? I I mean, Miami was being blown out to the point where Eric Spolstra, I think, didn't even play or barely even played Jimmy Butler nor Bam Adebayo in the fourth quarter. I got very few minutes in that quarter. Otherwise, it's like, you know what? Just go ahead and save you guys for game six. Yeah, they played. Butler played 34 minutes. Adebayo played 32 minutes, well below what they would play in a yeah. normal game. I, I think in, in a lot of ways, they they were saving up for game That's six. That's what I mean. Yeah, it's like, you know what? Let's just go ahead and just get through this game, and we'll worry about next time. Yeah, next, L- Lowry time only goes. played 30 minutes. I mean... It, Gabe Vincent, a name you probably haven't heard if you're not a diehard NBA fan, yeah, may be the key to this series. Can he play in Game Six? Can he play in Game Seven? The the Heat at this point just need a few more bodies. They need a few yeah. more regular rotation players to help get through this. All right, let's quit that. Let's hit this. I hit it so good. Arizona Cardinals. Let's go to the NFL real fast. Arizona Cardinals cut DeAndre Hopkins, wide receiver. Now he had. A cap hit with the team this season of over $30 million. By releasing him, he still has a cap hit with the Arizona Cardinals of $22.6 million. So, still a big chunk of your cap, but he's going to be completely off the books in 2024. But looking at this, I'm going, well, if he's going to count that much against your cap, and you're already going to pay him that much, why not just go ahead and keep him? Now, I understand you're saving on cash, but otherwise, like I'm sorry, like, is this helping you? Well, you got a, you've got a new coach. You're trying to trying to install a new a new system, a new yeah. plan. I don't think you want a disgruntled wide receiver sort of undermining you at at every turn. To me, the more interesting thing is, hey, Carolina Panthers, are you interested? Yeah, I, they don't have a number I, one wide receiver on this roster. No, they don't. Like a true like one. No, they I'm don't. not sure they have a true two, but we we can debate that at another point. But that, I honestly <laughs> wouldn't disagree with you in that regard either. Now. DeAndre Hopkins, on a recent appearance on the I Am Athlete podcast, uh, 
Hopkins did list five quarterbacks that he would like to catch passes from. Was Bryce Young on the list? He was not. Uh. Sadly. That could change. I don't know. <laughs> Hopkins is 30 years old, so my guess is that a team's going to try and sign him for those last few prime years before they can move on from him. Five quarterbacks that he listed. Don't be shocked at any of these. <laughs> Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert. All make perfect sense, right? Oh, who happened to probably be the five best quarterbacks in the NFL right now? I, I will say Jalen Hurts surprised me a little bit. Why so? That, that's a running team. You know, as as good as Jalen Hurts was last year, and I think mm-hmm. he was second in the MVP voting, uh, he did a lot of that with his legs, and they did a lot of that with their running game. They they also have A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. Yeah. I, I don't think that's a team that he's going to go to, but Patrick Mahomes – they, they lost Tyreek Hill. They were still very good last year. but Well, obviously, they won a Super Bowl. Worked out quite well for them. They have, they have Travis Kelsey, but they don't have a true number one wide receiver. No, not necessarily anymore, no. And, and I imagine what, you know part of the problem with, with Tyreek Hill was he wanted the big long-term deal, yeah. get paid, the big payday. No no complaints. No, no, I'm blaming him at all. I bet you Hopkins can come in on a one- or two-year deal. He's not going to require that type of investment. Maybe I don't know. So I think I think if you're if you're the Chiefs, you you could probably get DeAndre Hopkins on on a shorter deal, doesn't tie up your cap, and gives you a true number one. Now I guess the question is, is he a true number one still? Battled a lot of injuries the last couple of years in in Arizona. He had the PED where he's suspended for six games. Right. Is he a true number one? Are you or are you getting a wide receiver on the downside? And, and it doesn't make a ton of sense to bring him in. And he didn't get traded because no one wanted to have a $30 million cap hit for a player with the final year of his contract. No one wanted to deal with that, and that's totally understandable. All right, let's quit that real fast, and let's hit this. A uh, lot of uh, college sports being taking place involving schools here in the state of North Carolina uh, or even being played in the state of North Carolina. For example, Wake Forest women's golf wins a national championship. ACC... That, that was actually just announced. That I think they just won that today, actually. Uh, ACC Baseball Championship being played right now at Durham Bulls Athletic Park. Duke is playing Miami. It looks like he's at top of the fifth inning, I believe it looks like. Uh, 2-2. Duke just had a home run there in the top of the inning. So that's 2-2. Championship being played this weekend. UNC is in a part of the group that's in the, the semifinal. Uh, the Women's Lacrosse Championship for uh, for Division One Women's Lacrosse. It's being played at Wake Med Soccer Park. Right now, semifinals are taking place. Denver and Northwestern playing right now. Two ACC schools, Boston College, Syracuse, play tomorrow or play later on today. There are three ACC schools in the men's championship in Philadelphia. You got Duke, Virginia, and Notre Dame, all part of that. So a, a bevy of sports college-wise taking place in and around the state of North Carolina. Also, Duke women's uh, Duke softball in the super regional. They they lost today to Stanford, but they can still win two games and go on to the college sports series in softball, all over the place. Brian Murphy, yeah, this is a great. You know, if you care about if you're if you care about athletic programs beyond just football and men's basketball, yeah, this is a great this is a great time. Oh, it's awesome! All the college sports championships, all, all the spring sports championships, coming to a head. Uh, North Carolina has two doubles teams in the semifinals of the of the women's tennis championship. But uh, but right now, we're focused on this ACC baseball tournament. That we are, which is why we turn to the Heaster Automotive Group hotline and we bring on your friend, Aaron Fitt, D1Baseball.com. The NCAA field is being announced on Monday. This is why we turn to Aaron Fitt. I know what a lot of people want to know. Locally, who's making it? 
for especially NC State fans. Like UNC, I feel like they're comfortably in. Duke, we know they're in. Wake Forest obviously is in there. NC State, are they in it? I know there's NC State fans are sweating it, Aaron. Please, please let the state fans know if they're they should sleep well tonight. Yeah, that that's the one that's the question right now. You know, you're right. You, those other three ACC teams are in. You've got East Carolina in. Campbell will be in. Uh, NC State's the one that's on the bubble. And, you know, right now I, I like their chances. We, we've got a, an unusually soft bubble at this stage of the proceedings here in conference tournament week. Usually we've got more of these conference, kind of mid-major conference favorites that have been knocked out and eating up some, some at-large bids so far. Uh, that hasn't happened. And, and you know, it, it kind of feels like there's a, a weak batch of teams on the bubble right now, which certainly helps NC State because they've got a really good RPI. They're, they're number 23 uh, in that very important metric. And usually, you know, teams that you get the 13 ACC wins with, with that kind of RPI, historically, you usually get in. Now, not, all, not always. I mean, there was an example in, in 2016 uh, where North Carolina was actually snubbed with the number 19 RPI, pretty similar resume to NC State. And you can poke holes in the Wolfpack. I mean, in particular, there's a lack of quality wins. You know, they're they're eight and seventeen uh, against the top fifty in the RPI, which is something we know the committee really looks at. So that hurts them. But overall, I mean, I, I've got them. You know, I think we've got them sixty-one out of sixty-four right now on our on our ladder. Um, so you know, if, if as long as there aren't more than three bids kind of gobbled up here in these major conference tournaments, you know, that would bode well for them. Now, the historical average, three point three bids usually get stolen. And so it's, huh. it might come right down to the wire. It really might. Aaron, thanks, thanks for joining us. And, and NC State fans don't want to have to leave anything in the NCAA tournament selection committee's hands. Last year, they were the first team out. Of course, everybody remembers what happened during the COVID year when they were out in Omaha. And so uh, I know NC State fans very worried about leaving this in the hands of the committee. The, the game tonight out there at the Durham Bulls Athletic Park, Wake Forest against Notre Dame. Notre Dame's your first team out at the moment. How much of a case can they make by beating Wake Forest, or does that get discounted somewhat by the selection committee? Yeah, it's a really important game, and if you're a Wolfpack fan, that's one you got to watch because Notre Dame is probably in that mix of teams, as you can tell, competing for an at-large bid with NC State, and um, it's 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 a quote-unquote dead game, you know, for for ACC tournament purposes. It has no bearing on who advances to the semifinals. Wake's already punched their ticket, but but here's the thing: Wake Forest, I think, does want to win this game because with the weather coming up this weekend, it's dicey. You know, we might not get any games Saturday yeah. or Sunday. Which means, you know, Wake. If they can go two and zero in pool play, then they'll get the, you know, they they would be the one that, that would win the automatic bid because that's the first criterion is uh, they go with the, the team that has the best record in pool play. And if, if teams are tied, then you go to the higher seed. So Wake actually does have something to play for, uh, which means a it will be harder probably for Notre Dame to beat them. But b if Notre Dame does beat them, you know, that, that win is probably a legit win. And you know, win or lose, Notre Dame will get an RPI boost. Uh, just by playing Wake Forest, and that's really the, the biggest knock on, on Notre Dame's resume because they, they finished ahead of NC State in the standings. They went 15 and 15. State went 13 and 17. But um, you know Notre Dame's RPI is down there at 55 right now, which is not where you want to be as an ACC bubble team. Those teams don't get in uh, historically. So we'll see what kind of RPI jump they get here. If they beat Wake Forest, it'll probably be a pretty decent RPI bump, and, and then maybe it'll be kind of neck and neck with the Wolfpack. Aaron Fit, D1Baseball.com, joining us here on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline. Hey Aaron, I know you've been out at the ACC tournament. What is the plan, or is there a plan for what happens this weekend if we get as much rain as we're expecting on, on Saturday and Sunday? Yeah, that's, that's the big question right now, and, and we've heard talk of 
well, maybe there's a window Saturday morning and you try to, you know, play two games concurrently at different sites. You would have, uh, you know, Wake Forest uh, would play at, 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 at the Boschmer Stadium in Chapel Hill and, mm-hmm. and then UNC would play uh, at the DBAP and try to just get them in. But uh, right now, I don't think they've made a decision on that. Um, you know, that maybe they're, they're holding out hope that the forecast will improve a little bit. Even if they do get those two games in tomorrow, will they play Sunday? I mean, that's a real question mark. It, it's not great, uh, but uh, we'll just kind of have to see how it goes. I think they're going to have to make a decision later tonight and, and just make a call one way or the other on, on, on the schedule tomorrow. And I saw you reported, Aaron Fit with D1Baseball.com, I saw you reported earlier that, that you can't play on Monday. Like the, yeah, right. the field is announced on Monday, and so you, even if the ACC wanted to, they couldn't push this tournament back, uh, the finale of it, to Monday. Yeah, exactly right. So everything's got to be decided by Sunday night. So, um, you know, it's not the worst thing in the world. If, if, if for, for the teams that are left, the teams that are in the semifinals, I mean, all these teams are pretty much secure in their position. I mean, Wake's going to be the number one national seed, regardless of what happens the next two days. And, you know, Clemson's going to be a top eight seed and North Carolina going to be a two seed. I mean, I guess that's the one team, North Carolina, if they could run the table and win the ACC tournament, uh, potentially could sneak into one of those last host spots. We kind of think that's a long shot, but you know maybe that's the one team that, that would stand to lose the most if they don't play this weekend. Aaron Fit, D1Baseball.com, joining us on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline. That actually leads into my question is, the, the schools here in the state of North Carolina, We like you mentioned, Wake Forest, number one overall seed, that just seems like it's a lock. But in other schools that are kind of there on the fringe, you mentioned North Carolina could potentially play their way into hosting. What about Duke? What about East Carolina? Where does Campbell go? Where are some of these other schools in the state of North Carolina? And also going to include NC State and UNC Wilmington in that mix. Where could they go and what schools could potentially host, be host sites? I know East Carolina is on that border as well. Yeah, East Carolina and Campbell both. And, and right now, I, we've got Campbell ahead of East Carolina. They, okay. they went 3-0 and against the Pirates in the regular season. You know, all midweek games, but it, it matters. And, and they're actually uh, eight spots ahead of ECU in the RPI, too. Campbell's 17, East Carolina's 25. So I think East Carolina's probably off the board as a host, realistically, even if they okay. win their conference tournament. Uh, Campbell, in the mix, very much. Duke, we, we thought, was in the mix for a while. Um, and then, you know, they just kind of, didn't get it done at the end of the year. And, and, you know, right now they're, they're playing Miami. They're tied two to two. If they win this game, maybe there's an outside chance, but I, I think it's quite unlikely. So uh, realistically, one of these, these triangle two seed type ACC teams is probably going to wind up at coastal Carolina um, because you can't send them to another ACC hosted site. So coastal, I mean, there's so many ACC teams in this region. You would think they're going to have one of them. Um, you know, maybe somebody goes to, to Auburn or something like that. Uh, if South Carolina hosts, which I, I don't think they will as an eighth team in the SEC who finished terribly in the final month, but they got a great RPI. So it wouldn't be a, a shocker if, if, if they hosted. And if they do, I would, I could see one of those ACC teams winding up there as a two seed, uh, and then, you know, somebody's going to just have to get shipped somewhere. I mean, whether it's out west to Stanford or, you know, just in the Midwest somewhere, if, if there's some random team like Indiana State that hosts and needs a, region, a, sec, a, a second team, yeah, um, there's a lot of options. But I, I think Coastal for sure, one of them, and, and then we'll kind of see how it plays out. The ACC has an incredible streak of, of reaching the College World Series, sending at least one team out there to Omaha. When you look, obviously Wake Forest, I think, goes without saying that, that they would be the favorite of that. But when you look at the teams here in the triangle, you know, who, who has the best chance of maybe joining Wake Forest out there in Omaha? And, and does anyone outside of Wake have, have a legitimate chance to win the national title? 
Wake feels like the only one that I see as a legitimate national title contender, but you, you never know. I mean, uh, I do think all three of those other teams, Duke, North Carolina, and, and NC State, there's things to like about all of them. And, and I could see you know, any one of them playing well in the postseason and getting to Omaha. I mean, NC State, they've had a disappointing year. I mean, I, we had them as a preseason, I think, top 12 kind of team. Yeah. And talent-wise, I, I still think that's right. I mean, their lineup is absurdly deep, and their bench, I mean, they've got like 14 guys that they could play that would start on most other teams. You know, I mean, it's it's uh, there's a lot of pedigree there and talent. Certainly, uh, they can be very scary offensively. For them, it's just a matter of, you know, is the pitching good enough? And at times it looked like it has, and other times it seemed like it's a little short. Bullpen has been kind of up and down. The bullpen was pretty good yesterday in a, in a loss, and it feels like maybe that group has has routed into form at the right time. Um, I, I do think state's dangerous if they get in i mean i could i could see that being one of those house money teams like old miss last year you know and i, I don't think they're, they're as loaded as old miss now i'm not saying they're going to win it all I, I don't see that but uh, i could see them making a run if they get in and in north carolina i mean they showed it last year they were hotter than a firecracker you know coming down the stretch and um they're kind of doing it again not quite to that degree but it feels like i love what i've seen from them um you know out here the, the first two games they, they look like they're, they're peaking at the right time that the pitching is kind of settling into place jake knapp emerging as a second starter there uh, is, is really important for them and, and i like the way the bullpen pieces have, have fit together certainly they've, they've got talent and athleticism and power in the lineup so uh, i i do again preseason like top 12 top, top 13 type of team north carolina uh they've got pedigree they've got history i mean there, there's a lot to like about their chances too duke's the team sorry to ramble here murph but duke's the team that's the uh, the, the real fascinating one because as a team we didn't expect too much from heading into the year um and you know they, they kind of remade their roster through the transfer portal, brought in some really key guys, especially in the lineup and, you know, some veteran kind of strike thrower dudes on, on the mound who just, they, they, they use them as openers and they just kind of fill in the gaps there. They've got a great bullpen. I, I love to bet on teams that have a great bullpen in the postseason. So um, I, I think they're very well coached and, and also very dangerous. Aaron fit D one baseball.com. Give them a follow on Twitter at Aaron fit. Thanks for your time and enjoy the rest of the baseball this weekend. All right, guys, that was a pleasure. Thanks so much Thanks, to Aaron Fit here on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline. Two free windows with every two. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. By the way, so much college sports happening right now. ACC baseball championships being played at Durham Bulls Athletic Park. NCAA Women's Lacrosse National Championship, the semifinals being played. That's at Wake Med Soccer Park in Cary. They'll I play it's- in the rain. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, we're not baseball. We play in the rain. Uh, as long as there's no thunder, we're playing. Trust me, I've played, I've played in snow. I've played in rain. I, trust me. Uh, you play in those kinds of things. Um, but I think it's really cool that this area is an attractive spot for events like this. For, for a national championship, I know women's soccer national championships have been played. Even the ACC championship has been played at Wakeman Soccer Park uh, for women's soccer. Um, the uh, the soccer tournament, similar to coming the basketball right tournament, it's coming right up. But they chose Wake Med Soccer Park for a reason because like it, the facility is great, location's great. Uh, but Durham Bulls Athletic Park being chosen 
uh, for ACC Baseball Championship once again. I think it's super cool that our area is often looked at as a, as a destination place to hold events. And so the way tournament games have been held at PNC Arena. Uh, it's, and I'm sure they're probably back in the rotation here in the next couple of years is my assumption because I know they often go Greensboro, Charlotte, Raleigh. They, they, this area is a, is a hotbed when it comes to these types of sporting events. I think it's super cool. So if you want to get out and just enjoy sports, it's out there, folks. <laughs> get there before the rain does. Yeah, two ACC teams playing tonight in the Women's Lacrosse Championship. So Boston College and Syracuse. So we're guaranteed one in, in the final Yep, this weekend. ACC dominates lacrosse. Just want to go ahead and <laughs> well, say that real fast. You know, look, we talk a ton about the ACC's future and, and what schools are going to leave, and we talk a ton about how far behind they are in money. We are. And they are. They are behind in money when it comes to the SEC and the Big Ten. But when you talk about overall athletic departments yeah. and, and winning national titles, the ACC, uh, Wake Forest won the Women's Golf Championship this mm-hmm. week. That is the ACC's eighth uh, national title. More than any other conference, they have eight national titles this calendar year, this this school year, this academic year, yeah. Which is you know, we're, and we're coming to the end. There's obviously men's lacrosse, women's lacrosse, baseball, yeah. still some more sports to be played, softball. Um, but the ACC is doing what we used to think college athletics was about, right? Mm-hmm. A holistic program where you win titles in soccer and track or or lacrosse or baseball. Yeah, you know, everybody in your athletic department gets that. You know, NC State made it to the final of the of the women's tennis championship and they lost to North Carolina there. Yeah, I think in, in a lot of ways the ACC and the Pac-12 are what we are, are that old school athletics departments where yeah. they're good at sports all across the board, top to bottom. It doesn't get you a huge contract because it's all about football and the SEC and the Big Ten have better football programs and better football brands. But the ACC schools and, and the Pac-12 schools, I think, really you know, have the entire athletic department. They, they've NC State has gone to an athletic department that's good at lots and lots of different sports. Yeah, uh, North Carolina has always had a broad-based, successful athletic program. Duke is, you know, they're in the the hosting a super regional in the softball tournament. Yeah. Um, that's what I think you want from your program. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, you want to win football national championships and ACC championships in football, but I do think that those schools have found the right mix when it comes to being good all across the board. Unfortunately, the way the way media rights deals are, it's not translating to giant paychecks. But as far as you know, school pride and as far as having an athletic department, I think it's great if a lot of your programs are successful. That's Brian Murphy, Dennis Coxer with you this afternoon. Graham Hill producing us on 99.9 The Fan. Let's get back to the Carolina Hurricanes real quick. I'll get off my soapbox about spring sports. No, no, no. Sports, like, no, trust me. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm with you on that. I mean, I'm, I love spring sports, and I love a lot, a lot of non-revenue sports. And as someone who played revenue and non-revenue sports in college, I, I have respect for both. There are a lot of questions with the Carolina Hurricanes about, okay, who's coming back? We heard earlier from Jordan Stahl saying, basically – I don't plan on going anywhere else. I'm going to work out a deal with this team, you know, whatever fits, you know, cap-wise, all that kind of stuff. He wants to be here. But a big question is goaltending. The Freddie Anderson that we saw in the postseason, we didn't get to see that last year because of injury. He was brought in here to do what he did this postseason. I thought overall, outside of that 8-4 to four loss in Game 3 against the New Jersey Devils, a truly outlier of a game for the Carolina Hurricanes this postseason, he was phenomenal. Absolutely outstanding. Freddie Anderson did talk about returning to Carolina. In the yeah, future. I mean that's it's for us to discuss, obviously, uh, to first. But but yeah, I mean, um, yeah, anywhere from, from a year or more, I'm, I'm interested in. So I think uh, 
I definitely uh, yeah, my priorities to be back here, but uh, but we'll see what uh, see how it goes. And uh, yeah, that's, uh, it's been uh, it's been a really good time here, uh, my two years so far, and uh, I'm really enjoyed uh, enjoyed the guys and the team. And I think I think this this run showed that we have a lot of care in our in our culture here, and just uh, yeah, the way we play for each other. I think. Uh, uh, it's been a really good pleasure. So, I think, uh, yeah, definitely, definitely believe in this group that, yeah, that we can, yeah, we can do something special eventually. So, yeah, he says how he wants to come back. It's a priority of his to to come back this season. But the question is, at his age, going on thirty three, going on thirty four, his injury history. I mean, he was nicked up in the early part of the playoffs because, again. I, there was a part he was sick, and he had a little minor tweak of something, and Pyotr Kachekov was the one backing him up, uh, backing up Antti Rata, that is. So injury history, his age, and the fact that Kochekov is under contract, okay, are you going to bring him back to be a tandem goalie with, with Kochekov, or are you going outside the organization again? Because term length of contract and money all factor into this. That was less than convincing. Not that I, I am convinced he wants to come back, but I I, oh. I heard a lot in his voice that said some of that's out of my control. Well, it is. <laughs> well, it, it is. But here's, I mean, honestly, having heard Freddie Anderson uh, talk so much this season, going to the locker rooms, he just sounds like that. That's just <laughs> that's just that's just the tone of his voice. But yeah, he I think he wants to come back. I think he does. But again. You have to be offered. It can't just right. sit there and say, as a player, I'm a free agent. Hey, I'm going to come play for you again. Like, well, you have to be offered a contract. There, there, are, there are decisions that have to be made by this front office. And Auntie Rata talked today as well about his time in Carolina, and he was team like he was asked about the same thing. You know, plans for future coming back, and he he kind of gets it. The fact that hey, we're both under, we're we're both free agents. Coach Chekhov's under contract. They're not bringing both of us back. Right. Are you looking for – I mean, I think first, if you're the Hurricanes, you got to figure out what you want. You, yeah. Do you want a goalie to, to come in and play 41 games, to split, to true job share with Kochekov? Do you want a goalie to come in and play 25 to 30 games and, and let Kochekov really be the guy? And then, you know, you got to find a goalie who's who's willing to take that role on, who's yeah. willing to help maybe be a mentor a little bit, um, but can also come in and play, you know, 10 games in a row if Kochekov is hurt or – you know, have that ability. So it's a it's a really tough thing that you're asking if you're the Hurricanes. You've got to find the right guy. And the, the goalies were asked about that. And uh, I know Freddie Anderson said the, the way the game is played now because the way the speed of the game and how a lot of things are now east to west and it forces goalies to move a lot more laterally than they used to and it puts more strain on their bodies. So that's why we're seeing so often now these, these dual goalie combinations. So – he is he understands that no matter where he goes that you're going to have some sort of goalie rotation system. So that's kind of where things are in terms of the NHL, but does he come back? I wouldn't mind pairing him up with Kochekov. I wouldn't mind it, but don't be shocked if they go after a veteran like Semyon Varlamov, another Russian goaltender who can be that number 2 to Kochekov. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.